And time to talk parenting with uh, author, speaker, human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Rafael Ware. So, Nikki, COVID-19, you say, is starting to feel like it's never going to end. And today you've got a special reminder to parents uh, and how they need to play the long game. Talk, talk to us about that. Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of presentations recently and I can feel how people are kind of feeling like they're stuck in limbo at the moment because there's no end in sight. That new normal we keep talking about has not arrived yet. Yeah, And yeah. It's, I, I'm using the phrase, we're in an uncomfortable pregnant pause and there's this very long indeterminate COVID middle. Mm-hmm. And we feel we're done with COVID, but COVID isn't yet done with us. So I think what's very important is that we manage mindsets at the moment, both at home and at work. I think we're in danger because Christmas is coming, because the end of the year is coming, that we're pinning our hopes on if we get through 2020, all will be well. Mm, And everything's going to change on the other side of the end of this year. And I think that if we do that, we are setting ourselves up for some very deep, dark depression. Yeah, yeah. So, remember early in lockdown um, when children were going to go back to school and then they didn't go back to school and we had all those stop, start, stop, start. Sure. And I kept saying to parents, don't promise your children a definite on this day you will go back to school because Anything at the moment can change. Absolutely. Not everything is in our control. And it's still not fully in our control. As we've seen, countries around the world are going into second, third waves, lockdowns again, etc. We really, really don't know what's going to happen. So let's prepare ourselves for the long game. We are in this long, long middle right now. And as I said, number one, don't fall into the trap of thinking that Christmas and New Year is the end of COVID. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that's number one. Yeah. Number two, we need to make November the 1st, which is coming up now, the beginning of the next 8 to 12 month COVID marathon. Mm. We don't know how long this middle part is going to be while we adapt to and adjust and wait for vaccines and all that kind of stuff. But rather prepare for the long game than promise something that, that you really can't honor. So that's what I'm saying to to companies and what I'm saying to families is we need to prepare ourselves as as if we were training for our first Comrades Marathon. And if you are preparing for your first Comrades Marathon, what's the first thing you'd go and do? Buy a pair of shoes, Mm -hmm. running shoes, firstly. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you'd go and do lots of park runs before you ever entered some proper races. And your first races are going to be short courses, not a marathon. And we need to be building up that confidence and competence in actually being able to run our own race at the moment. And I think one of the shifts that we are definitely seeing through COVID is that people are starting to take personal responsibility for their lives. There is some shift to self-leadership that is going on. If you consider how much we've relied on as families, external entertainments, we went out to be mm-hmm. entertained. 
whether it was the mall or the movies or some kind of fun experience, we've got quite reliant on externals for that. We got reliant on external childcare, on aftercare, on so much that was external and within work situations, we became very reliant on human resources and the marketing department um, for leadership, for motivation, just to actually make us do what we had to do anyway. And that's shifting back to ourselves. And that is a very good thing. It's a real thing, this shift to self-leadership. Sure. Definitely real. Nikki, the kinds of conversations that you're having with um, the companies or even parents that you interact with, because, of course, the end of the year has always been a goal that we're all pushing towards, um, a point at which we rest, we recuperate, we recharge. And for those that are still um, looking forward to it or able to, uh, you know, to look forward to December as, as, a, as um, a, t- a time to go on holiday, perhaps, or to take time off, mm. it's also not going to be the same of course right because uh, we can't we can't december like we would have under normal conditions mm-hmm. there's also a rethinking of that how are you prepping um how are you prepping parents as well as families to i guess december differently to use uh to use a colloquialism because it's not going to be the same and even there there's the pitfall of um perhaps being disappointed and or feeling underwhelmed and or feeling dis- or, or feeling a little embittered because it, you know it might be a sea that seaside holiday but uh with the restrictive measures still in place because um we're not post covid we're still deep within it as you said that's right so you know that whole thing of the price of expedience and convenience you know we're still going to have to do the masks and the sanitizing the hands and social distancing and not quite do what we normally do so managing those expectations is very very important at this time is not to paint the rosy picture and to be taking one day at a time we're actually still taking one day at a time Mm -hmm. we're still having to get through each day and then let's celebrate that we got through the week and then let's celebrate that we got through the month so setting many many short-term targets and goals to rebuild that competence and confidence but in a different kind of environment a different setting is very very important so i think when i think of that i think of star charts with children and how often i use star charts with my kids when they were younger Mm -hmm. and i think that star charts for especially if you've got children probably under the age of about nine or ten are still going to be very useful at this time um so yeah i think we're going to have um lots of staycations this year people who can't afford to go away of course i think more more than less and so we're going to have to reinvent what fun looks like at home again, possibly with time off, obviously, because you might have some time off from work because nobody's been taking leave this year. So reinventing fun at home, utilizing what you have. And that's the other thing is celebrating what do we have, not just looking at what we've lost, sure. but really um, being very appreciative of what we have. So I think that um, word satisfaction is going to take a different meaning, take on a different meaning this year. To be satisfied with being quiet and having time off. And maybe people are going to start enjoying lying on the grass and looking at the clouds. <laughs> Things that we yeah. talked about making fun out of nothing mm, for a long time. Being content. 
we need to be content with what we have and not striving after the wind. So I think the mindset shift is going to be very, very important. And talking to a psychologist friend of mine um, this week, you know, we can't fix the world. It's not in our power. And part of the lesson right now is resilience, accepting the world as it is, not as we wish it could be. And that in itself is a lesson. Yeah, true. Well, speaking of um, a family fun and or, or, or reframing what fun looks like, um, maybe this helps to go towards that. Uh, what's in our toy feature this week? Well, I decided to take a look at the eBoo puzzles, double E, B, double O. They have the most incredible range of educational games, toys and puzzles. But we're looking particularly at puzzles today. And I was thinking about this thing of resilience and waiting and satisfaction and instant gratification. And puzzle building is a wonderful activity for A, teaching many, many perceptual skills. But today I really want to look more at patience waiting and achieving small wins mm-hmm. and a thousand piece puzzle sure. is a wonderful That'll do activity it. <laughs> yeah, that you can leave on the dining room table and everybody gets to stop a while do five or ten minutes move on come back and i'm looking to this morning at the bountiful garden and the peacock garden yeah and if you've looked at the pictures of those puzzles how stunning they are beautiful, but they are intricate and detailed. So I, I imagine you're going to derive a lot of satisfaction from finally putting it together. Well, what I liked about them, while they are intricate and detailed, there's, there's, a, there, there's enough differentiation in the puzzle that you can mm-hmm. take a corner and say, okay, I'm building the peacock or I'm building the, the roses or mm-hmm. I'm building that little house. Yes, And so... You know, when you actually sort, match, and categorize pieces, because one of the things when you're doing a big puzzle is to find all the pieces that belong to, you know, different parts of the puzzle. And you get satisfaction just by finishing the bird or finishing the tree or finishing the vegetable patch. And and that's what I'm going for here is that you build different cameos within the puzzle getting lots of moments of satisfaction until you actually put the entire thing together. Yeah, no, they're really lovely. Um, What are we looking at in terms of the price point? Okay, so these are 363 uh, 363 rand for a puzzle. That's all inclusive. It's a thousand pieces. It's an absolute work of art. And you can find these at greenbean.coza. Greenbean.coza. Greenbeanlearning.coza. Fantastic stuff. Thanks so much, Nikki. You and I will chat next week. Great pleasure. All right. Keep well. Until then.